Welcome to Fast Podcast Club. Today, our special guest and the first guest is Timur Mahmutov. Hey, Timur. Hello, Yusuf. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I'm also fine. I appreciate being the first guest as it's a honor to be a first guest in a podcast that is just starting. And I hope the podcast goes well. I hope it will as well. And in our first episode, we are recording this podcast in my home. <laughs> yeah, it's actually cool here. Yeah, we had lots of technical problems and <laughs> some problems funny. about recording the thing. But it's funny and it's how first episodes go. I think it is the fifth take, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's a fifth take or sixth take. Yes, Anyways, but so it's a good take. Before starting, people doesn't know you. So don't. <laughs> I do, but people doesn't. Yeah, people don't. So people don't know you, not all of them. Most yes. of us do, of course, in L1, almost everyone knows you, but in L0, L2 and L3, not a lot of people know you. Yeah. So can you talk about it yourself? It's a shock that not everyone on this planet knows me because I'm a legend, I'm a living legend, and for everyone it's a honor to be around me. But I will talk about myself a little bit. So uh, I'll start with my childhood, as I was born in a very young age. At, yeah. like, when I was zero? born, I was zero. And oh. I couldn't even walk or talk. Like People who can't walk or talk are considered dead by a lot of people. But I wasn't dead. I was you alive. were weak then. Uh, I was never weak, actually, because uh, yeah, I was born strong and born to be strong. So, like, my childhood, I don't really remember a lot about my early childhood, but the first episode of my life that I actually remember was my mom teaching me numbers. And I guess I was uh, two years old at that time, and I remember that I had learned some numbers by myself from internet or books or TV shows, something like that. But I remember that the first time we started uh, learning numbers together, we learned it, ho uh, everything up to 200. And that's a in a one day? In one day, in one take. In one you were two years old, yeah? Yes. One, uh, to one to 200? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I liked math when I was a child. And uh, the other thing that my mom was sure to do is... Uh, she told me to learn a lot of poetry. And as a child, I learned a lot. Like, every day I had to learn at least one poem. And by That's the sick. age of four, I guess, I knew four to five hundred poems. Like, they were little. They were at most one minute or thirty seconds. At first, they were very easy, and they became harder and harder. But I'm very glad that my mom made me learn them because they improved my memory a lot. So, and when did you start writing rap lyrics? Uh, my, I, was, I started uh, doing poetry when I was 13 and a half. Actually, it was the December or September. Yeah, it was uh, actually the late fall of 2018, start of 2019. What a memory, huh? Yeah, I, as I tell you, my mother made sure that I have a good one. And I started writing poetry. My first poem was in Russian. You won't really understand it, but I'll just tell it. It was my first poem. It was kind of very easy and very dumb. But I like it. Can you it. translate it to English? Yes, now? it's like... Uh, like like when you're sick. Okay. Yeah, cough. And uh, sneezing. Like okay, coughing, coughing, sneeze. sneezing, sneezing. I don't want to go to school anymore. Ah, okay, makes sense. For, for like, every, uh, it's like I'm a school. Yeah, but I liked school actually. School was amazing. Yes, I loved, I loved school. 
uh, not all of my classmates did, but from the point I went into it, uh, I loved it so much. Like, I started really studying in a place to study. Like, uh, it was called Abovagdeika in Russian. It's like preschool education. So, where are you living right now? And uh, where did you born? I was born here in Baku and I've lived here all my life. I traveled a lot, but n- not really a lot. And I haven't been to a lot of countries. But uh, I'm glad that my parents uh, had the ability to fly us to different countries. And uh, as I was born here, I lived in Sabunchi my whole life. Before uh, I went to school, I guess, we had a, a renovation and a re- we repaired some. We repaired the roof of, of our house, we repaired the walls and painted everything. So it, now it looks much better than it looked before. Like, before I was born, my uh, roof in my house, it leaked everywhere. And it was... In Sabunchi, it's a... It's a common thing. It's a common thing. And I'm very glad that my parents decided to make uh, the renovation. Because everyone told us that it's dumb to do it because they will just... Um, Break again? Yes, uh, it will. They will break, and they told us they will break our house because uh, they tried to, um, like wreck all the houses to build new ones. Okay. But they still didn't do it. And imagine living eighteen years in a house with a leaking roof. Like people live like that, but I'm very glad that I didn't. Yes, and I lived my whole life in Sumunchi. And I went to school on Bakhanov on Ryzen. Let me talk a, a more about my childhood. Yeah, can you give more information about childhood, about your how your ideologies formed in your childhood, and if you have any story to talk about? Yeah, I have a lot can, of them. Uh, can I, talk about them. I remember the first time I was joking. The first time I ever lied. I remember all of these moments so clearly. Uh, so, what was your first lie? My first lie was was when I was uh, three and a half years old. It was when I played uh, my computer, uh, but as a kid I didn't play simple games, I played chess. And oh, from okay. the age of three or four, my family uh, taught, my dad taught me chess, and then I went to a chess school, not chess school, but, you know, a chess class uh, for Two years, I think, something like that. And my first uh, lie was not a big one, but uh, I still remember it. And I don't even know if my parents noticed it or not. They will listen to this podcast. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. So uh, when I played chess, there was a very cool animation when you win a match. Like a tornado came and took all the pieces from the opponent. Like it was 3D chess. And they were there were cool boards, they were cool chess pieces, and the game was very interesting for a child. And I wanted to see that tornado. So I uh, and you could also rotate the board with your mouse to better see the ch- pieces. So I um, lost, but because I wanted to tornado see the animation. Came and yes. Took everything. No, like I wanted to lose because what? I just wanted to see the tornado. So and when you I, lose, you. Get a tornado? What's, when what's the, the game ends, you get a tornado. Okay, you but, could win. But uh, I put a high difficulty. 
Uh, against the AI. Yes. The, oh, okay, makes sense. And um, I put a high difficulty, and I've seen the tornado, and I liked it a lot. But then my parents came, and they told me like, "How are you doing? Are you winning?" And I are showed you winning, them. Winning, son. Yeah, I and I said, "Yes, dad. Yes, mom. I am. Look, I won the highest difficulty four times in a row because I I just um, rotated the board, mm -hmm. so it looked like I won, and that was my first lie." I'm not proud of lying. And but you got I, the tornado at least. I got the tornado, yeah, it was fun. But I don't really like lying a lot. Like, uh, lying is not cool. If you lie a lot, they, you will encounter problems that are caused only but by lies and from you and from other people. So lying. I think if everyone told the truth, it, the world would be a much better place. So from... And the age of like sixteen, mm -hmm. I tried to limit my lies. And try to limit your lies. I think. Yeah. Did you lie a lot? Uh, not lie a lot. I've never really liked to lie mm -hmm. because I knew it was immoral and it wasn't a cool thing. I have uh, some friends and they always lie. They tell um, stories that weren't actually. They say that actually didn't happen. And I am glad I never have to tell a story that never happened. Yeah, because, I never did that as well. I'm because, proud of that. because my life consists of so much different stories that are so amazing and they're unbelievably cool. And you don't even need a lie to tell yes, that story. Yes, I can just tell my real stories because mm -hmm. uh, there are no details that I, I can add to it to make it better. Like yeah, it's almost of, awesome hearing that. One of the stories I have is when I was three years old, mm -hmm. uh, I, my mom, uh, I have a little brother and he was just born. He was like some, I guess, two, two months old or something. And um, we were both in our living room and we were watching TV. Our mom came out of the room for two seconds, I guess. And as soon as she uh, went out of the room, I tried to climb onto the TV stand mm -hmm. to get to the TV because the stand was shaped like a ladder and I wanted to see what will happen if I go highest because I was a child. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And so when I uh, climbed at the highest stair, the whole stand and TV fell onto me. Oh, God. The TV fell on my head. My mom tells me, tells me I bled a little from my ears. And, but I don't remember anything that happened after the TV fell on me, mm -hmm. before I woke up. Like, I remember it you just like... the hospital on the No, I woke, I woke up on my mother's hands with mm -hmm. a bandage over my head or something like that. Okay. And I felt cool, like, and I could just run and do any single thing, every single thing. And then I saw that almost every member of my family, they were there with me and... They told me, like, are you okay? And I, I've told them, yeah, I'm kind of okay, but... yeah, for pretty fine, just a shell fell on me, it's not a big deal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so but <laughs> the shell fell on my legs. Uh, on leg. What about the ear? Though? And you the, the ear. TV, because TVs were much bigger and uh -huh. much bulkier than it fell on my head. Oh, okay, makes sense. I lost consciousness, and but it was uh, like later we went to a, a hospital and they checked and it was all good. So... Yeah, there is a story like this. Some people tell me, like, Timur, what's the problem? Did you hit your head when you were a child? And I say, yes, I did, actually. Yeah, the, the TV fell on me. Yeah, so there are a lot of, like, 
This is my first story that I was telling everyone when I met them. Then you changed the story. This yeah, thing, yeah. Then, uh, then uh, in my childhood, I practiced a lot of sports. Chess was my first sport I started to practice. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty, pretty good at chess. Like, at the age of five, I went to a, nation, at a Baku tournament. And throughout all kids, aged 5 to 12, I think, I scored the second place. Like, I've lost only the last game. Yeah, that's so, unfortunate. Uh, it was... I don't remember if the guy against me was cheating or not. I don't think he was. But I just lost. Like, it happens when you're a child and some 12-year-old guy l- uh, wins you. It's not a big deal. How old were you? Five. You were five and the enemy was 12, and yes. yeah, of course you would lose that. Uh, so after that, after I became, it was my first actual big championship of my life. And I've not won it, but I have did a great result. And for that, I got a PSP console, like PlayStation Vita, and I played it a lot. My second uh, sport was karate, mm-hmm. and I've practiced it for seven to eight years, I think. I practiced it since, uh, from four to six years old. I quit, uh, first time I quit was uh, when I won the national championship. I became champion of Azerbaijan uh, when you were... karate when I was six, but mm. between kids, like in my category. That's a big deal though, like being a six-year-old. And, and I, I, remember, I remember that the fighting was, n- like I had four opponents, I think four matches, not a big deal. But mm-hmm. I remember that the fights, that we were just hitting each other in the helmets because we have helmets with glass there. Mm-hmm. And I remember my hats, hands were aching. It was painful to hit because I just, like, we had, um, what they call, gloves. Mm-hmm. But it still was painful a little bit to hit on the, <laughs> it's not uh, actual glass, it's plastic. But I remember the uh, pain that I got from it. And I just tried to hit the opponent in the head as many times as I could and I remember winning it and then I went to school so I didn't really have a lot of time to do karate anymore. I also practiced swimming when I was a child at five years old I think. I tried gymnastics or dance or something for a month when I was a child but I didn't really like it. I remember something from it like I remember I was the only boy there. (laughs) All the other was were girls and they were five to ten year old girls and just me at five years old i had terrible uh what they call stretching i never i almost never stretched on karate and it's bad that i didn't because now i can't uh, hit too uh, too high with my leg and my stretching is not so good and i never stretched and on the gymnastics or dances i they were making fun of me because they you told me like, boy there. not because I couldn't stretch and every girl could and I couldn't they told me I was a uh, what a grandpa <laughs> I stretched like a grandpa so yeah it uh, my life is uh, it was very competitive from the beginning and I liked it a lot and it was a good start to a child child's life I learned a lot I practiced a lot I was competing a lot so what about now are you uh, competing or just gave up on the life and living <laughs> your life in the ufas like trying to survive in ufas uh the thing with now is uh, after a long time of competing of being the best 
you just get tired of it, really. So. Because, like, you're the best all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not too hard to become a champion. It's much harder to stay a champion. Because all the power you put into one championship, you have to do it all over again mm-hmm. just to stay. Like, no one will think that you're two times cooler if you're champion two times. They'll think, like, you're 25% cooler. But it takes 200% more energy. And so I just um, guessed that uh, still being a champion is not really worth it. So I just gave up on a lot of sports. Not really gave up, but a lot of... I just lost some opportunities. Like, when I was a child, I broke my left hand. No, my left arm, actually. I was uh, trying to do something like I climbed on the door frame and the door frame was uh, four meters wide, four meters long, because we have uh, very long ceilings at Sumunchi. So the door frame was very high and I climbed uh, to the top of it using uh, the power of friction with my hands and my legs. And um, then I tried to do a uh, it's a uh, move is called Iron Cross. I didn't know it at the time. I just wanted to see if I can hold my weight by the friction of two palms, two hands. Mm. And uh, I don't think I learned physics too good when I was uh, eight years old. But you so, learned your lesson after that. Yeah, so I don't climb my the doors now, usually. But usually. my my dad always told me, you will fall and you'll break your arm. You will fall and you'll break your arm. But I never listened to him. And after I broke my, har- my arm, I learned the lesson. But the lesson was not listen to your father. The lesson was don't climb the wall. There yeah. are a lot of different activities I can try to break my arm now. And uh, I want to, like, people say that being smart is not about uh, learning on your mistakes. It's about learning on the mistakes of others. But for me, being smart is... It's learning your own mistakes. Of course, yeah. yeah because you just make all the mistakes in a row to learn them, yeah. You just, you know it's a mistake, but you do it to learn it. Of course, like, I know that uh, going into your father was a mistake, but I had to check. <laughs> you had to know. It's a of course, bad idea how can I be sure? Course. How can I be sure? And yeah. uh, But I don't really like trying a lot of things. I don't like sure new it. things a lot. Because... Uh, my, we had an argument with my dad. Uh, he always told me, like, because when I was a child, I didn't like a lot of food. I never ate pizza. I never ate hamburgers. I never ate pastry or something like this. Ne- Shakar Bura Pahlava never ate them, never even tried. When did I give up on sugar, though? Uh, I, I will tell it uh, that later. So okay. I never tried different foods, and my dad was always arguing with me, like, why don't you give try it's it can be tasty you never know until you try and i've told him okay so look there is my favorite food there is chips there is uh, potato fries there's sprite why should i even try something when i have the things i like already Mm -hmm. like yes after i tried them i learned that pizza was better i learned that it's an amazing food i like i like hamburgers now but i still have the things no like nothing healthy in that they're cheese, tasty. pizza, burgers. Yeah, but I'm not speaking. I'm speaking about. Uh, it's not about being healthy. It's about trying new things, and it's cool to try new things. But if your life is already cool, should you really risk it? Should you really risk a bad 
uh, taste in your mouth if you uh, know that the food will not be tasty. Like a minute ago, you know, you knew that you will break your arm, but you just tried it. So yeah, I'm at kind of same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it 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 is some uh, somewhat as, as the same thing, but sometimes a lot of delusion in it. Eh? If it comes to your <laughs> mouth, I yeah. love it. I love my things, but if it comes to your arm uh, or some, something but, else, uh, if you want to do something, if you really want to, you should do it because you don't have uh, <laughs> you don't have uh, a lot of time left in life. So you can just jump out of the window if you don't, know, well, if you don't try that thing. I don't see. I don't think if you jump out of the window, you will be able to try a lot of other things. But so, if you really want to do that thing, would of you? Of course you should. Rob. Of course you should. <laughs> Who should stop you? <laughs> like no, but I mean, there are some things that uh, there are hells and there are hazards, and you should not do them. Like it's cool to try to kill a person. Maybe, <laughs> but you should not do that. Like it doesn't mean you should yeah, do it. Well, but that's cool. But I will want. I will try that thing one day. You will. Uh, I mean, uh, I when I told that you have to try everything. I mean, like try the things that will not kill you and that will make you stronger. And if you like them, you can do them. If you don't, you can just mm, think that. Okay, I didn't if you like. Like, it. let's say if you like doing drugs, and it's bad for you. You know that, would you? Uh, if I try them, if you try I try them, you like them. Of course, you will like them. It's drugs. But uh, I, it's not just about liking because you can like a lot of things. You can like sleeping, but you will not sleep twenty four hours because you know that li- every uh, thing has consequences. And if the consequences consequences of the thing is bad, you know you shouldn't do it. But unless you try it, you don't know if it is worth it. Like. Mm-hmm. If I would ever, I would never actually, but if I would ever try drugs, um, I'll just think and I'll see. Maybe it's worth it, maybe not. Like, the thing is, why every person that tried drugs, almost every person... Died an overdose? No, said that it's cool. Mm. Only the people who stopped saying it's bad. But maybe it's something about it that is actually good and government is hiding it from us. Government hiding it from us. Okay, we come to the government, but I will skip the government part. Uh, after the drugs, I will talk about the cigarette and alcohol. What do you think about them? Do you know I anyone see... who's abusing it, drinking a lot? Um, I know some people who do that, but I think if they're happy with it, because alcohol is the most deadly drug, okay. by far. Most car accidents happen with drunk people. I guess. It's not even close. Like alcohol, you can buy in any shop, and you, uh, if you're 18, you can just buy it everywhere, and it's not actually so expensive. Like cocaine is more expensive than gold. It lasts 30 minutes, and you want more, but not really. Like it's not too easy to get an addiction to cocaine if you don't have a lot of money. For drinking, it's uh, other thing you can get an addiction very easily also for cigarettes you can get addicted very easily and um if you just do it one time and you like it and you do it more and more you have to know that one day you will not want to do it but you will do it still just because you're addicted 
And that is a problem of alcohol and cigarettes. Because you can buy it from everywhere, and when you, you try can to buy give it, up, of it's course. everywhere. So you just get triggered by it and of buy course, it one like... more. Just one more. It's not a big deal. And get one more. And just get three, two, three, four. So I think it's a personal opinion of everyone. Uh, rather, uh, if they want to drink, if they want to smoke, I think it's good to educate people on the bad sides of smoking and drinking. I think we have to have campaigns in schools about. Uh, that drinking causes so much crime like half i've heard somewhere that half of dangerous crime happens because of alcohol or like 25% of murder victims were either drunk or killed by a drunk man 25% yes can you believe that i can <laughs> like drunkenness makes people some some people violent yes it makes them aggressive uh, and the alcohol is really the only drug that makes people aggressive uh, there are some drugs that just make people crazy, though. Crazy, yeah, methamphetamine, crack. They make yeah, people crazy, but not aggressive. They can. They can if a person uses crack and alcohol or mess and alcohol. It's a combination that can make a person ten times stronger. And Like, uh, a long time ago, bodybuilders used meth as pre-workout. Was it legal or illegal? Uh, who cares? Okay. For people who have a lot of like, money, who there cares is. Cares about it if it's like undiscovered. The thing is, if a uh, crime is punishable by a fine, mm-hmm. it's not a crime. It is just an activity you can do for some money. It's an activity that government doesn't like. It doesn't like it, but they will find you. They will not put you in prison. So if you have enough money, you can do it. Like. You don't have to, you shouldn't, but who will stop you? In uh, Europe, the uh, fines for road, uh, for dangerous driving, for drifting, for going uh, high speeds, uh, they are so, so much worse than in Russia or in Azerbaijan, I guess. Because in Russia, you can drive and if they stop you, you can just pay $100 fine and continue driving. In Italy, Italy, I guess. If you have, if you speed a little bit, they will charge. They can charge you a thousand dollars or even more. So there are countries that are very strict with their fines. But if you're a billionaire, you don't really care if it's a hundred thousand dollar or it's a dollar. Like so, let's talk about the government and the rules. <laughs> so, if the government bans something, don't you think it's for your own good? Like. Drinking and driving. It's its for you. You shouldn't do that. And they find you about that. Thing is... So they, they, just, they just make you avoid the thing you are doing. I will tell you something. Imagine government, in order for drunk drivers not to kill sober drivers, mm-hmm. they ban sober drivers. Is it a good decision? So, if the government tells that, you can just overthrow the government if... If you don't but, like it. But there is thing with guns. The guns? Guns. Guns. Okay. Gun control. There are sober drivers, people who have guns and who can use them to self-defend and who can use them to hunt, who can just like them. But there are people who are bad with guns. And we're saying, because criminals, they will get guns. They will get it. They will get them if they're uh, prohibited. They will get them if they're allowed. 
they, they will still get them. Good guys. If it's legal, they will get the thing easier than the... Oh, for a criminal, you know, it's not really a big thing to get a gun. Uh, well, if you have, if you chose to be a criminal, you have criminal you connections. Be, like you just do a major on criminal. Uh, like, I don't know. I know where to get a gun, but just by being a criminal. Uh, I mean, if you are a criminal and you want to get a gun, you will get one. If you are a good Samaritan, if you are a good person that is okay with guns, that will use them to self-defend, uh, then you can't get them. So, if a criminal has a gun, you're dead. So, you're saying that the constitutional right of USA is the right approach to the guns? I think that like uh, sometimes the government should let people and like smart people decide what should be uh, allowed at what and what shouldn't be become the technocracy or what you know i mean like uh the smart people today are like you know who won the person of the year times i guess mm -hmm. the person of the year I, I don't remember what year it was but it was greta thunberg she I was a person sure of the year so and um greta thunberg is a s swedish girl okay who skipped school and uh, now okay. she's like standing at the United Nations in front of all the countries mm -hmm. and telling the countries what to do with environment. How did so she win that? She didn't win. She just like a protester who was hurt. I think I know her, but I'm not sure. I don't re really remember the names, but I'm passing the mic. Actually, it's a big hypocrisy with her because she says that traveling with airplanes is bad for the ecology, yes? But she pays uh, extra money for the man uh, who will drive the boat for her. Yes. And they will come with the airplanes. So she will pay extra money for the extra fuel which will burn in the air for the five men on the uh, private jet private jets so uh, the thing is climate change is a hoax we all know it uh, is it really though like it, there's a carbon it attacks the ozone like it's bad for ozone and some the climate change the global warming yeah that the global warming can happen okay it doesn't it isn't happening right now how can you be sure about that? because you know that 90 that uh, the, I will tell you in an example so, imagine you're a scientist, okay. and there is some guy, like me, I'm the government, or in this case, I'm a, a like, what is it, uh, okay, uh, let's, I will be a government, I'll be the government, so, I tell you, oh, you're a good scientist, yes, Yusuf? Yeah, I am. Do you make a lot of money? Mm, depends. No, you don't. How can you be sure about it? If I'm a scientist, I can make Wait, a lot of money or are scientists? Not? The government. Government or corporations? Both, actually, yeah. Yes. So, you see, you want to make more money? Um, if it's ethical, yeah. If it's not, uh, I need to think about I'm that. I'm talking about a million dollars a study. So, what's your offer? My offer is you study climate change and you study the human reasons of climate change and you put your uh, studies in the internet and okay. I'll pay you a million dollar per study. Perfect, I can do okay. that. Okay, now you're second scientist, yes? Yeah. 
So Yusif, um, you rejected my offer, and okay. you post an, a study on climate change that says people should not care about it that much, and that people don't affect it. Did you get paid by the government? For... I didn't. No, you you didn't get paid. Will your study get uh, put into every newspaper by the government? No, it I won't. won't, but I have some audience. If I'm a you have some audience. And that but audience who, can do a little who change. Can, uh, who has more audience? The government or a single scientist? Like, even though government has an uh, audience, and as a scientist, I'm doing my job. I'm an objective person. I'm a scientist. And I rely my opinions on the science. I do an experiment. I get the result of the experiment. And I do that experiment at like three, four, five. Like, depends on the experiment. A lot of times, at if I'm really sure about that thing, yeah, I publish that. And if I'm really sure that people are the cause of the climate change or the global warming, yeah, I will do that. But if I'm pretty sure that people are just a min minor change on the global warming or the climate change, I will just say, yeah, it's a minor change. It's not a big deal. We but can... you will not get paid a million dollars then. The government paid me for that. No. They just, you know, to you they know just told me like. You need to do you a know. research about the people's change on the um, global warming. And, and I did that. And I did that objectively. As a scientist, I need to do that objectively. Do you think governments need objectivity? Or do you think government and corporations need things that will boost their profits, that will boost their control, that will boost their power? Like, do you, what is, do you think the, is more important? What is the good of that thing, though? Like, yes, why would yes. government benefit from that thing? It's because pointless. it's all about control. Control about global warming? Yes. So okay. much, yes. Imagine uh, you want to buy a car. Mm -hmm. It's a petrol car. It runs on diesel, it runs on fossil fuels, and uh, it produces a lot of CO2, the government tells you. By the way, uh, a quick remark. Does. Do you know how, many, how much percent of the atmosphere CO2 is? I'm um, sorry, what? How uh, many percents uh, of our atmosphere is CO2? I don't really take a guess. remember that. But no, 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 take a guess. It's 71 was O2, uh, 18 or 16 was O2. It's 0.04%. Okay. When that question was asked in US Congress, mm -hmm. people who decide that what the taxpayers' money will go to. People decided. People mm -hmm. who put, take your money and do things that uh, you don't want it. When the head of the climate change agenda in Congress was asked this question, you know how much percent, how many percents he said? Seven. He said seven. Yes. Do you have a source about that? Yes, it's a video on the internet. We can. So we need to. Be sure about that. Like, yeah, it is less than one person, and the Congress said seven person. If the Congress said seven person, yeah, they are wrong about that. Yes, they are. They are wrong because they don't even know it. Yeah, but the corporations, they told them. They told them that, okay, you you will do this. This is good. You know how uh, corruption works in America. Just pay and let them talk. No, What's the... there are donors. Yeah, you cannot pay. just pay. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just donate them, and if you tell that I can donate you some more, just like bribery no, in legal way. Of course, and um, that is that will always happen in any government. You cannot get rid of it. It's of course, but you can fight against it, and you can try to fight against it, but you will never win because corruption is a. It's it will always be there because it people will always be there. But if if you fight against it, you can make it less and less, and it can't be destroyed, but it can be lessened. But if you do uh, sacrifice a lot of time into fighting corruption, you can lose a lot a lot of results in the efficiency of government. So you just make another agenda against, like you just make a part in the government that just fights against the corruption and you just pay them a little bit more money like let's say you donate allocated 100 million on the against the corruption and the corruption causes you like losing 500 million so if you make that yeah, agenda million profit but yeah it's 400 you know who, million you know who has much more money than governments corporations you know the there is a BlackRock Corporation. Mm-hmm. It is worth ten trillion dollars. Ten trillion dollars, okay. You know what's GDP of America? I don't memorize around, the things. I guess it was around twenty trillion dollars. Okay. A corporation is half of USA, of the biggest economy in the world. Half of it is one corporation, BlackRock. Who do you think can allocate more money to corruption than the government can allocate to anti-corruption of course uh, like and you know what the thing is there are three companies that there are three companies uh uh, one is blackrock and three others i don't really remember so uh the names of them i don't remember but they control 30 percent of the gun business in the world they control 30% of um, the biggest companies in food. They control uh, medicine, pharmaceuticals. They control uh, drugs. They control cartels. They control sports. They control schools, education. They control transport. They control energy. They control all of them. So now look. If you sell guns, is a war profitable for you? Selling guns to a war, it's profitable for me. Not yes, for you. Yeah. It's profitable for you. If you sell 30% of all guns in the world, can you influence two countries to start a war? Uh, actually, you can. You just sell them the guns. But you can. If, they have a, if they have a gun, yeah. They will think they are powerful and they attack each other, but you, there is no motive between them. You can Im- imagine you control half of the media in the world. One corporation does. Okay, let's say yeah, but it's just it's just yeah. co- uh, conspiracy theory right now. Uh, it's not a theory because, because you can see in the internet. You can see that one or two person did that, and you can just come to the conclusion that whole government. Corporation just controls the whole social media. You can just look at the value of this corporation. That and the value doesn't mean anything, though. The Amazon has the biggest value, but it doesn't mean that they are the Black biggest Rock, company. BlackRock is four times bigger, bigger than, than Apple. Okay. And but Apple is... Uh, it's like a holding company. It doesn't mean 
that doesn't mean they will do that. Yes, but they can. You Everyone see can it. do that. You see it, and you know what separates uh, conspiracy theories from the truth? Six to eight months. <laughs> there was a conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about 9-11. And? We can now see footage. Oh, you're coming to the thing. Like, uh, I am a conspiracy theorist. Okay, so when we come to conspiracy theories, you said that there was a conspiracy theorist about 9-11 yes. for six and eight months. But there were millions of conspiracy theorists about uh, hitting the... Flame towers in Azerbaijan in six no. months. You can, everyone can say I everything. Not, I don't mean this. Can be a I mean a thing happened. Thing happened, but the thing is, if, if there is a million words out there, and if one of them happens, it doesn't mean that the conspiracy theorist is always right. The 99% of them failed, only one percentage just came through. It doesn't mean that 100% is correct. The one person just came out uh, as a fact, and people... Some people believe that, some people didn't, because there are hundred million conspiracy theories, and people just hold the skepticism about the conspiracy theories, don't they? So, I don't. so you just believe every single conspiracy theory I... out there. Like if I say, like I just make one out right now. Let's say the Ufaz is stealing money from every student every single day. Like, How, do you like, have any proofs? I don't. The conspiracy theories have. The thing is, they can't just make up the things. There are million conspiracy theories, as I said, and some of them just tells that this is a proof of my conspiracy theory. And but you have to study the proof yourself. So, if I studied the proof that you ju- of a conspiracy theory that you just told me, if you have the proof, mm-hmm. then it's not the conspiracy theory. If it's that, it means it's true. But in most cases, you don't have a proof, or when you have a proof, it's just a subjective. Uh, uh, that's why we don't use subjectives as proofs. So there how are can you videos. Sure about this thing? There are videos about the BlackRock. Uh, no, about, about the 9/11. It's just in the past. What can you say about what's what's the proof? Uh, that videos that the physics. You know, they measured the physics, physics of okay. physics of 9/11. The tower it fell with an acceleration of 9.81 meters per second squared. You know what is that acceleration? G. It's G. Yeah. It's a thing that falls without any support beneath it. Can a tower fall onto itself mm-hmm. at that time if it had if, if it has support? No, it can't. And you know what? There were there was molten steel everywhere. Molten steel. Mm-hmm. And rocket fuel can and plain fuel cannot melt steel so at that proportion. So just architecture thing. And they calculated that, yeah, that's a fact, but where are we coming with this? That 9-11 conspiracy theory has proofs. It's not a yeah, theory Yeah, it anymore. happened, it's proved right now, <laughs> yeah, that's no, a fact. No, not that it's proved, that it's... Uh, the conspiracy of the time? Like in 2000 no, there no, was a conspiracy, no. you mean that? What? I, I mean that it was done by US government. US go- how did we come to that? Come on, like, that there is was calculations, but how did we come to the USA did that? Because the thing is that 9-11... Uh, it's 11th of September. On 10th of September, U.S. government lost ten tri- uh, two trillion dollars, I think, or two In billion. Tenth September. Trillion. Yes, 10th September of 2001. For what? They lost somewhere in their counting. You can uh, look it up after the interview, after the podcast. Okay, you just we are just talking about interview. Uh, we're just talking about conspiracy theories right now, so we don't need to prove anything. You're yeah, just but a talker. 
And if something is wrong, people will come to you, not to me. Of course they won't. But the thing is, there, are, there is a lot of proof. But government limits it limits the transition and the uh, publication of the proof. If it's them, yeah, they can, but... Yes, it does limit the proof. Uh, every time I go into Instagram and I find some conspiracy theory video with proofs, there is a remark uh, the thing is, people can't make up the truth, you know that. People cannot make up can't facts. Make up. Yeah, they cannot make up the facts, but they can make a proof that looks like a fact. But that looks like a fact. But that, you that can is... have a video that is... They give a um, thing that they world, give a video, huh? In today's world, making a video is like a piece of cake. I, I, I know. There are AI. You can I know, make I've a sound that. and think. But... If if that video was uploaded ten years ago mm -hmm. and it's on government levels, okay. Well, then you what are we not... talking about now? Ten years ago? Yes. What's twenty two years ago? Twenty years, three years ago. What's the video? Like, what did they talk about? That um, ten proving the ten uh, no two trillion dollars have been lost in counting, and like in the budget, two trillion. So what does it prove? It proves. And you know uh, that World Trade Center are yeah. the name of the towers that were hit. They hit the exact the planes, hit the exact uh, layer, the exact floor that the counting was done on. The, they tried to find these two trillion dollars on the exact uh, floor that the plane hit. So that's kind of weird like they have the documents everywhere so they can find the same account uh, they account had the documents, documents in they, other places yes you know where they were in pentagon, pentagon. <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know who was that what also happened in pentagon they hit a plane the crashed there. Place. Yeah. a missile or plane crashed there <laughs> okay <laughs> so there is now no proofs the proofs are just two trillion dollars are lost Mm -hmm. And the next day, two planes just hit into these towers. Okay, that's kind of believable fact. Yeah, yes. I can't believe that. But as I said, the, it's just one person who's telling that, and there are some facts in the internet. You I should look it. You should look into it I'll a lot. See of the facts. You should. I, I will. I can check about them yeah. when I have time. I'm not really interested about nine eleven. Yeah, uh, the thing is, thing. Uh, if you think that your government wouldn't do that. A government a can do everything, but in most cases, in most cases, not in every case, they will help the people in it. I don't really believe that, but we can... Mm, what was your ideology? My, uh, right now, my ideology is that uh, my government, Azerbaijan government, it's actually cool. Okay. Like, I'll, I actually, without uh, lies, without just doing it for a podcast, without, I just really like Azerbaijan government. For I what? really think... Of the thing, not, not. I, I'm a pa I'm a patriot of my country, and it's not because I was made to be. It's because I see that in my country, my ideas are heard, even if I don't speak them out loud. If I, if I, uh, I have never voted before. How can you be sure that your ideas are heard? Because I, I see that the Azerbaijan government functions good. I see that I have food on my table. I can study for free. And everything is good. You can study for free, but you need to pay for other things. The salary in the government is minimum. Minimum wage in the government is like three hundred thirty. But prices are slow. prices 
are getting higher and higher. You they see that. Are getting and higher. Can you live with 330 in a month? The thing is, it's you need minimal. to pay for place. It's if you don't have a place, <laughs> you need to pay for place. The thing you need is to pay for food. You need to pay for what? Uh, almost everything. To place money and 330 just went for the housing and the electricity <laughs> of the things. So, what can you eat? And if you eat, you just need to eat like bread, salt, bread, salt, and you, know, you need to survive. There is a, actually a very amazing thing that I've heard uh, a lot of a lot a long time ago on the internet, and I've checked it, and it's true. The minimal wage is not counted like that, but you can always look up the price of. I some beer, I don't remember the quality, mm -hmm. the amount. It was some amount of beer, some food for drinking the beer, and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. For one day. Yeah. And you will get the minimal wage for a month if you multiply it by 30. In S every country. But it doesn't prove my point. Like, with, with minimum wage, you cannot survive. Uh, it's you shouldn't. Hard to survive. You shouldn't be able to survive with minimal wage. But the government should help us about that. Uh, they? they can give you free food. They can like you it's can't. It's a communist government. It's a capitalist government. Yes, yeah, you we can are living in a capitalist you can't government. You can survive. I can't. In let, let, let's say you, you can survive. You cannot live a good life. You cannot live a good life. Surviving is a different story here right now. The minimum wage. Let's say three hundred. Three hundred thirty is the minimum wage. Let's say you work in the store right now yes. and you will get around four hundred. Let's say yes. Uh, where are you going to live? The place you're gonna live My words if you don't have a parent, what you're gonna do about it? If you don't have a house. If you don't have parents, If you are thirty years old Yes and if you need to survive, what you're gonna do? The thing is, uh if you don't have parents, the government has a special programs for you to uh they have like chil how do we call them? Children Children support? No, the orphan support. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> I really have it. So yeah, you see? I have it. The thing is, I'm talking about adults. I'm a, as a child. As an adult, yeah, you can still live in a house of your parents. Let's say they lost the house because of some things. The like government helps. Do they homeless people? Yes, it has special programs for that. If you lose where am your I house, going to live with it? Huh? Where am I going to live? Uh, the government will sort it out. The government sort sort it out, but. How? Are you sure about that? I have. I am have sure because I'm not very educated in that topic myself. Same. I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, but I I'm really not against the Azerbaijan government. I'm just asking I'm questions really, here. I really think that our government has all the right uh, things for both people who have nothing and for people who have everything. And I really think that the government cannot uh, be, cannot survive in the world if it's just plain capitalism or mm -hmm. if it's just plain communism. The best government is a mixture of two. Socialism? Socialism is not a mixture of two. What are they? It's kind of them, like the government has a capitalist Sen system, but at the same time the government helps you to uh, get the things down. Socialist governments work. Socialist capitalist, uh, more capitalist governments also work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all up to you, because Right now, you can go and live in almost every country. Like, almost every country. If you work there, if you have a house there, you can live almost everywhere. 
and you can choose a country where you will be the happiest. If you really want to be rich, you can go to a country that has good uh, salary, good taxes, like low taxes. Mm-hmm. It has uh, good, not like good salary, but high prices. Maybe it is bad for poor people in that country. Mm-hmm. But it's good for rich people. If you are poor, you can always move to countries, to socialist, very socialist countries, where there is a good, it's good for poor people, but it's not good for rich people. You know, like in Europe, in some countries, the tax is 60%. Yeah, what we skipped the one thing. Let's come to the core of the things. Uh, about living with 33 or 400. Uh, let's say you live in your mother's house and your mother doesn't work, your father doesn't work. You you are the only person who works in the house and the income of the home is 400. No, it's not. They get a pension. Let's say they don't. How can't they? We're just talking about the cases. No, but... Uh, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a case about that. There's a one house. I'm pretty sure there's only one home. Not only. There's at least one home who gets 400 for whole home. They have a at least the, house. They don't have pension or anything. You know how? Because the people who can work don't work. Yeah. Let's say they only have one son. Yes. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, what? I mean, if they have one son. We're just talking about specific cases. Ah, yeah. The, cases the thing right is, uh, extreme rare case. The father is maybe uh, he can't work mm-hmm. a minimum wage job because he has broken leg. Okay, the mother just let's say the ideology home is that the yes. woman cannot work. We will yes. talk about that thing later. Uh, so, if a woman can physically not work, if a man can physically not work, and the only son works only in the working home. child, mm-hmm. four hundred months. Yeah, government has. You can write a letter to the government. Government has special Case. help. Help. Mm-hmm. It can help you. It can. There's a can I need to mention. Because that. it's n- impossible to help everyone, you see? So it's impossible to help everyone. What about we make the government earn more so we can make the minimum wage at least 500 or 600? How do you make your government earn more? Let, let's see the uh, USA. In USA, the minimum wage is, in some cases, it is $15 per hour and you work for 8 hours, so it is... 124 day and you work for six days for a week so six times 26 720 there, uh, and for the month yeah. four times for 720 is like three thousand for the home i just calculate everything when i was thinking about work and travel <laughs> um the accommodation was about one thousand for a, a bit decent yes. not the best but decent place and the two thousand is enough for everything there in USA, it's possible. In Germany, it's kind of possible. In Belgium, it's kind of possible. My uh, uh, uncle lives there, and he lives his life. Even though he's, he works for minimum wage, his life is better than us. So, but let's come to Azerbaijan, or the utopic country we're talking about, like 300 thing. We can change the things. What, uh, why the are thing we getting less we minimum are, wage here? We are changing. We are we slowly were... changing. Like... We got independent in 1980s and we still haven't got anything perfect we yet. Are I'm not blaming the government, of course. Like, they don't really have a time to fix everything up. But 
they can and they, they can slowly trying. work. They're they are trying, it. of course. But yeah, today I cannot judge them. Today I cannot really judge them because all of the expenses just goes to the military right now. Like most of the expenses, yes. because we are in a war. Of course, we will be in war economy, and in war economy, the people doesn't get a lot of money, and the military gets a lot of money. So yeah, it makes sense. But what about the five years back then? It wasn't. Perfect. Was we better had a than crisis, day. you know. Five years ago, we had a crisis, a dollar crisis. A dollar crisis. Uh, yeah. Five it, years. Yeah, the it got dollar got from seven point seven to one point seven. Yeah. Uh, for up to three. Up to three. I don't. Then it I fell down. Yes. It, it, I remember it being two point five something. I wasn't really an economist back then. <laughs> Are you right now? I'm trying to research it. I'm trying to learn. And you are trying to learn a lot like of things, it. a lot of conspiracy theories. What about you? Focus on the facts, or just hold the skepticism about the thing. Um, I don't like being. I like uh, trusting people. I like trusting into things. I like. I you like trusting people, but you don't trust in government, yeah? Uh, I don't because I have the government is people. Though. The, the government, the government is, is people, but I trust. A good government. I don't trust. How can I, you decide the government is good or uh, not? By the things that it does. So, let's. Uh, what do you call what is good and what is bad in the government? If a government makes good, like a, if it provides a good life for its people, if it provides a stable political ground for its neighboring governments. If it protects the environment, not, I mean, climate change or global warming, it can protect the environment. If it is good in trades with a lot of other countries, and all of it is in our country, we have good connections with a lot of countries in the world. We have good sports, we have good culture, we have good music, we have good people, we have famous people. The culture part isn't about the government, but let's no, but talk about as it. As a country. The government, yeah. it provides a way for us to know the world and for a way for the world to know us. Yeah. It provides us a good life. It provides us the reason we are able to have a podcast right now is yeah, that our government is good. If we would live in Afghanistan, in, in Pakistan, the North Korea, in yeah, North Korea, Korea yeah, yeah, in a lot of poor countries you wouldn't be able to provide uh, yourself with a microphone and mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to provide a me with a microphone so i mean so i really mean that our government is cool so what do you think about russia though i love russia i so, love it so uh, much you talked about russia and you talked about the perfect like the good government yes. and you said said that uh, the government should have a political stability, the political stability that doesn't concern its neighbors. Russia doesn't have that. Uh, the trade, the Russian only has a trade with current with China, I suppose. It just cut the ties with Europe. It just has one trade, one trade partner. Uh, it's culture. It's a different thing. We don't need to talk about that. So political instability. Uh, it suppresses its people. It does. Yes. So maybe sometimes you uh, like the that yes. you say uh, the good government is uh, political stable, the trader, blah blah blah, the free government. But you love Russia at the same time. Is it yes. the hypocrisy? No. You know why, why not? not? I will tell you. After a little break, 
yeah. we come to the same question. So, what do you think about Russian government? And I gave you some points that yes. you thought you said that a good, Russia, a good government should be have a political stability, should care about its population, and have a good trade. But the Russian has the opposite. Um, so, will, what do you think about them? And I what do you like them? Tell you everything. Let's start with uh, good economics. Yes. Okay, let's go. Uh, Russia has amazing economy. Uh, its economy, um, it fixed its economy in 2014 when uh, everyone expected sanctions against Russia for its annexation of Crimea. I don't think it's annexation because I really count Crimea as Russian land. And well, it was Soviet land, but not Russian. Yes, yeah. but I I think it's the Russian. Crimea. Crimish, Crim- Cri- yeah. Crimea uh, population is kind of Turkish, so they are not. I, Russia. I was there. The Russia. You was there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's Russian. <laughs> After in the annexation time. After. After the annexation time. Okay. And it's Russian. It, the thing is, they were Soviet country. In Azerbaijan isn't Russian, aren't they? Azerbaijan aren't Russian. Yeah, they are not Russian, but they speak Russian. Uh, I mean, I was there, and people are Russian. There. How do you know that? Because they, are they s- like, they just. I know how a Russian person looks. I am half Russian. So, so uh, you're saying that the Crimea is full Russian? Yes, okay. it's Russian territory. It's so um, uh, after the annexation of Crimea, everyone expected sanctions over to be put on Russia. And uh, the president of Russia, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin, he did a lot of things to have his economy stable, even with sanctions, because not... He did the same thing in Georgia as well, yeah. He yes. Not uh, every country can survive the sanctions that have been put on Russia. The president of Russia, he did a great job at putting our Russians, uh, Russia's economy in a place that it's safe from sanctions. At least uh, it's kind of safe. Because sanctions were put uh, against Venezuela. They were put against Iran, uh, Iran, Iraq. Uh, and against Afghanistan, against North Korea, and all of these countries, they fail as The uh, thing is, government. about these countries, they are not powerful, as powerful as Russia. Russia I has mean, a uh, power, yes. like, it's the biggest, not the biggest, but one of the biggest countries out there, and its population was communist, so they liked the work. So, the Iran didn't have a lot of economy. The Venezuela had a... God, what economy was it? Yes. Uh, the other countries didn't have a better economy, so uh, Russia was one step ahead about there that. Is, there are no sanctions compar- like, comparatively as bad as Russia got. Well, they deserved it, didn't they? I don't <laughs> think they did. <laughs> they but either the way, countries, the either way countries. Uh, the thing about Russian uh, special war operation on Ukraine by identification of denazification of Ukraine... I'll not call it war because I don't think it's a war, um, but it's a debatable topic. So the special uh, war operation uh, on Russia against the denazification of Ukraine, uh, it had some consequences for the Russian land and for the Russian people and for the whole world. But uh, uh, Russia still survived it because its economy raised in 222. Uh, about the buffer state uh, about the sanctions sanctions. so uh, sanctions came sanctions hit Russia hard but they didn't hit as hard as they could have because the president of Russia had a 
good strategy. Russian economy, I think it has a reason. It has strengthened. It is better than before the start of the war. Can you imagine it? The thing is, you said the good country should be have, should yes. have a political yes. stability around its neighbors. The Russia doesn't have that. You cannot prove it has that. I can. You know why? How can you prove that it has Because a good stability? I will tell you how. The, uh, the Russia is a giant country. It has a great past. Okay. It has a empirical past. It has a Soviet past, and now it's a Russian Federation. It is a giant country. It has a lot of uh, small regions. It has Dagestan, Chechnya, and there is no other country except maybe some, except maybe USA or like there is no country that large. We know it. There is no country that multi uh, multinational. Yeah. There is no country that has this much borders, this many borders. It borders so much countries, so many countries in Europe. It borders so many countries in Asia. For Azerbaijan, we have, uh, I guess, five borders. Yeah. Iran, Russia, Turkey, Armenia, Georgia, Turkey, and Armenia, and five. This one, Georgia. Yeah. Yes. Five. Uh, we have five neighbors, and we have uh, not good relationships with, with neighbors. One neighbor. Two neighbors, actually, with Iran, we are not. Yeah, cool but with them. I mean the bad relationships with one neighbor. So we are good in good relationship with Turkey, which is France. Yes, Turkey, Turkey is and France. Russia. Georgia is neutral. neutral. Russia is on good our side, I suppose. It's Armenia, Russia is good. We are in a war, of course. Iran is just a bad side of us; like they don't like us. But a lot. the thing is, Russia has fourteen neighbors or thirteen. Yeah. Russia is a has a great past. There were there was a treaty. I don't remember it. I don't remember the name of the treaty. I don't remember what year it was signed. But I know that it is there. The treaty uh, was between Russia and NATO. NATO told NATO. You know what? Uh, North NATO, American uh, Defense Council or something. It was something like that. But yes. You cannot talk about. Uh, we will. We will not come to your uh, surroundings. I suppose. Like we, we won't. We will. We will. You know why? NATO is a. Alliance again, North Atlantic. Nessa, I need to check opening of that. Yeah, you can continue. Okay, so uh, it's an alliance, and it was an alliance against the Soviet Union, and uh, they made a deal. They made a regulation that NATO will not go into. Uh, they NATO will not expand mm -hmm. to the west, to the east. Yeah. They have broken these regulations many times. Yeah, they, they were trying to uh, go into Ukraine, which they told they will never do. We have uh, proof that Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had affected a lot of Ukraine's politics, a lot of them. How come? Because you know the story about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. No, I never. Like I didn't follow the Ukrainian thing. You actually, it's just... not a Ukrainian thing. It is a long, a very long story. It has been silenced by Western media. No And one is talking is it? about it. It's a, a laptop that contains a lot of, I guess, uh, economic things. It contains a lot of uh, illegal. Uh, things like child pornography. Oh, that's sick. You know who confiscated it? FBI. You know they lost it. 
can FBI lose a notebook of Hunter Biden? Hmm. I don't That's think they can. What is it? The conspiracy theory again? Uh, the thing is, we have uh, talks. We have uh, voicemail of Hunter Biden talking with different politicians, and we have documents that Hunter Biden has had a lot of financial support from Ukrainian high officials. It's a fact. So okay. it's a fact he had some. Uh, so, and you know so what? There's what's only so one fact about Ukraine, but there's no fact about the laptop thing. Uh, because Did you, you just yeah, the guess last... that you just assume that uh, uh, it happened. We it's have some fact facts. Though. The thing is, the facts that are silenced by the media are not easy to get to. So if it's not easy to get to, you cannot they, know them. So if we, you cannot you can know, know them, them we can just assume them. And assumption is not hundred percent. And assumptions are not facts. The thing is, I've had this, uh, had the same argument with a friend of mine. What is a fact, and how can you prove it? Nothing. As is, but when we come to the philosophy and the epistemology of yes. philosophy, that it focuses on the facts, and there are some ideas. There are some facts that just comes to you into mind, which is called dogmatics, if you choose uh, There are some people who's skeptic about the facts, and there are some ultra skeptic people. Yes. Ultra skeptic people are just people just think that nothing is fact, and not, you cannot prove anything. Even I speak here is not real. It cannot. It's not a fact as well. Like for them, nothing is fact. But there's one flow in them. The flow is that. If nothing is a fact, and if you know nothing, how do you know that you know nothing? So you don't a, know. It's like you don't know that thing as I've well. I've heard uh, the same uh, question by in a debate over religion. They asked the question, and an atheist told, "We don't uh, defy the belief in God. Uh, we, they, uh, they, are they don't that, believe yeah. in God." And they don't believe there is not God. It's agnostic, actually. No, I mean, they, they don't believe in religion. They don't believe in existence of God. They don't believe there were, was not a God. They don't believe anything. And they call that atheist. The thing is, actually, atheist people, the, by definition, is we don't want to believe in God until it's proven by the science. The atheist people just believes in science and I there don't. are some uh, 80s people just says you cannot prove that it's just re not real and there are some new 80s militant militanistic atheists and they said yeah it is provable by science but we can we have no resource to prove it right now so we just hold it as a, as it's not real but i don't know why they are not agnostic why they are not calling themselves agnostic you know agnosticism yes. yeah just says, I don't know if it's real or not, and I'm just holding the middle point without nothing. Uh, that's weird, like militant atheism. That's point. Actually. I think the greatest position is held by one good psychologist. Okay. If you're going to talk about Islam, skip that. No, I'm talking about. Uh, he they asked him, "Do you believe in God?" And he said, "What do you mean by belief? What do you mean by God?" <laughs> so, the good question. Definition of God is depending on the person like no, if there are there, millions there... of people there are millions of definition of god because yeah god's a fact let's say uh, let's accept that and there's only one god
but people understand things differently. Every people has a different perspective. Uh, let's of not people. talk about that but on uh, this episode. Part. Uh, we can talk about he said. What do you uh, what do you say by God? What do you mean by belief? And he said, I live as if there is a God. But what is the God for you? For me? For me, a God is a omnipotent, all-knowing, all-powerful being that is one, mm -hmm. that is uh, merci most merciful, mm -hmm. that is has made people to worship it. And okay. it doesn't need people to worship it. People need to worship it themselves. Okay, it is for it is your God. Yes. But for a different person, like say, when I was a deist, I thought the God just all-knowing, but the God just made the universe and just let it stay. I was just chilling. It was my God. So there's two gods right now for me. And there's two different perspectives about God. If we just take another person in the street and ask the idea of God, if it's not Muslim, let's say it's Christian, it will be a different God. For a random person, for random deist, there's a different God. So we cannot come to a conclusion about one God. It's kind of... Let's not speak about God, let's speak about uh, the Ukrainian conflict. Yeah, let's um, skip the part and let's come the to... The fact that okay. there was a treaty that NATO has been breaking mm -hmm. continuously. Yeah. It has been breaking it. Now, what do you uh, imagine? Do you know the pl like the place? The I don't uh, remember what it's called. Like a low place. A ravine or a terrace. Ravine? Something like this, like there is a, a nizminist, it's in Russian. Well, uh, I'll s look it up after okay. the podcast, but I mean, there is a place uh, that is free of any natural uh, board. Like, it's there are no mountains there, there are no seas, there are little rivers, mm. and it stretches from uh, Eastern Europe to Moscow. Okay. So there are no mountains, almost no mountains. If the army wanted to go from Eastern Europe, I mean che Poland and Czechia, Czech Republic, Slovenia, or uh, even from France, they could easily traverse this place in a matter of days. No, that's uh, what happened in Nazi Germany and yes. Russia. They just yes. attacked it so hard, but the winter came. And, and I mean that... Broke the up. place is easy to invade. It yeah, is easy. easy. And Russia made it so that it won't hurt any country unless unless NATO goes to expand onto east. To the uh, what you Russia place, yeah. Yes. And NATO has expanded. Putin, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin, he tried to do it legal. He tried to go into the United Nations. And veto it? Huh? And veto, veto. against it? Okay. But no one, big boy America, said, <laughs> we veto your decision. We say that we can. And, and we do it. We do it. What will you do? And he had a plan to do what to do. He, has, mm, he will uh, expand his territory. Why NATO can't do it, but Putin can't? Well, that's a good point. That's a good, that's an amazing point. Okay. I stand by it. NATO is showing aggression towards Russia. If Russia would sit there and do it and nothing, it would get easily um, conquered. 
it would get like the NATO troops are so strong they will just burst into Russia, burst into Moscow. And at that time no one would care about Russia. Would they? No. No, they wouldn't. In most cases no, but uh, they would Yes, uh, but uh, I mean uh most of NATO the NATO is most of the world. China doesn't care about any politics, <laughs> almost any. Because it has its own national borders and it respects them. Uh, well, it does. Yeah, we can talk we'll about can it, talk but talk about later, not now. Yes, I mean that Russia is uh, Russian special war operation in Ukraine is an answer to the aggression of NATO. Okay, so you proved your point. Yeah, we just talked about your point about the political instability about yes, neighbors. the poli- political instability is not caused by Russia. Russia okay. is trying everything to return it. Russia has political stability with China, with North Korea, with Belarus, with Kazakhstan, with Azerbaijan, with uh, all of these countries. Russia has one border problem, and that border problem is in okay. Ukraine. What about the Georgia one? Why did they take the Georgia? Uh, but we can just skip the question. I mean, the... I didn't research the, that topic okay, very well. Okay, we can well. skip it now. So... Yeah. Uh, we talked about one point of the Russia, the political instability. The second point, the freedom of people. Yes. Why does it censor people and every why country does? So every country, but the Russian is kind of radical about that. Um, thing, isn't it? It's not that Russia is radical about it. It's that Western media show Russia to be radical. So, you're saying that. What do you think about freedom of speech in countries? I think so that do you think a freedom of speech is. Uh, uh, right of every person but but, but. sometimes uh, the freedom is not the most important thing sometimes uh, freedom like i am advocating for freedom of speech but at i'm the same all time for freedom advocating against it at the same time no yeah. i'm not advocating against it i'm advocating uh, for the government to for the government of russia right now uh if it would not limit the freedom of speech, because America does. Thing is, uh, when we talk about the freedom of speech, there is a small line that everybody has in their mind about the freedom of speech. Like for some people, freedom of speech just cuts when it comes to child pornography because it cuts there. It cannot go for me. From it there, also yeah. does. So spread of illegal things is not considered so, freedom of speech. You're talking about like you can talk about it. But you cannot promote it. Yes, it's, no, it's it, in the freedom of speech actually. But you cannot pro- uh, promote it uh, because it's, it's not ethical. Yeah? Sometimes, like freedom of speech is, um, I think, hate speech. Do you know what hate, hate speech, speech is? Yeah. I think it should be um, in freedom of. Sp- I think you should be free to express hate speech. I think I there know. are things that you should not be able to tell without consequences. So you're saying that you can tell everything and accept consequences after that? Uh, yes, and also there are uh, things like uh, fighting birds. You know what they are? Yeah, just I will me. kill you, bro. Yeah. These are not threatening words. These are threats. Yeah. These are not freedom of speech. I want to kill you. That's a freedom of speech. I will kill you. That's a threat. And I don't think the government should decide what is free to be told and what is not. Who's going to decide it then? United Nations. United Nations governments. So the like United, governments right? United Nations uh, for the freedom of speech, the human rights 
part of United Nations. But there are, there are some influences in them by the government. So what are you going to do about it? I cannot do anything about so, it. So it's not the best approach, is it? It's not, but we don't have anything better. So, okay, you just come into the... If we have nothing better, we just let's do that. Bit for we, we should do the best thing. Okay. We should do the uh, thing that is not... If we can't do the perfect thing, we can do the next best thing. Next best thing. So I think that Russia has a freedom of speech. Like it has freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as the speech is maybe not as free as is as as in other countries. Yeah. I think it is better than in uh, other like in North Korea. There are days that you cannot smile. Imagine. A day when you cannot smile. In Russia, there is no such thing. Uh, I think that there are countries that are worse for freedom that are that Russia. I think there are countries that are better. I'm not speaking about USA. Uh, USA has a very weird speech. laws. It uh, the freedom of speech is. Uh, the thing is freedom of speech and freedom itself and freedom of corporations. It's a topic that I we could we could debate for 10 hours you asked me about a good country i've told you my uh good countries and mm-hmm. i've told you why i've told you the financial stability i've told you political stability and reasons why it's not achieved right now i've told you the freedom stability freedom part of it okay so that's why i think russia is good in the freedom of speech there are lots of things one says Let's come to feminism, let's say. Uh, in feminism, uh, they should be equal. Everybody should be equal, the woman and the male. And it says that in the working field, women get paid less. And there are some jobs women are not allowed to do, like mining. In most countries, it's not legal for women to work, isn't it? Yes. So the feminists say they should work there. What do you think about that? I think no. Not a single feminist in the history of the world wanted to work in a on an oil rig, in a mining corporation, in a uranium shaft. I don't think they advocate for that. I think they there are two very distinct things. There is freedom of opportunity, yeah, and there is freedom of no, it's equality of opportunity and equality of outcome. You know what is this equality of opportunity? Everyone can do the same things. Yeah, you know what is equality of outcome? It's Marxism. It's death. You know well, where it equality of outcome was in communist China. You know how many people died? Hundred million people. You know why? Because you cannot achieve an equality of outcome and at the same time have a thriving society. Because equality of outcome means whatever you do, you will get the same. Uh, and equality of opportunity. Not? Why not though? Why not? Because there will be people who do nothing and they get the same. There will be people who... We are not work. talking about communism right now. We are talking about the equal rights. They, the, against the justice and the... They advocate for equal outcome. You know what is same pay for women and uh, for men and women? The what? Same pay. Pay what? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They advocate for outcome, not opportunity. If they are in the same position, in let's say in IT, there is two ITs in the same work, one is woman, one is male. If they are doing the same job, why won't they get the same salary? Because they're not working the same hours. Because women... If they work same hours, why would not? Because they don't work hard enough. 
You cannot decide who is working hard enough. I can buy the work that is done. So let's say the woman works harder. What you gonna do about it? She'll get more money. Okay then. Like, depends on the. That's equality. Depends on the work then. You see, if look at this, if the women are paid less, yeah. why doesn't a company hire all women to pay them less and to sacrifice uh, a little bit of, like, if they work harder, if they work more. If they're so good, why don't the company? Why doesn't the company just hire all women? I would do this. I would do that if I'm a capitalist. They say women earn seventy six percent to a dollar of men. Okay, let's have a company. I pay a man hundred bucks and I pay a woman seventy six. Why wouldn't I hire all the women? Hire. You know why? Because it's not how that works. Because a woman does not work the same. I'm all. For freedom of opportunity. So, I'm not for freedom of outcome. Because freedom of opportunity is freedom. Freedom of outcome is Marxism. And Marxism is the most bloody ideology that was ever invented. So, I have no comments about that thing. In the further episodes, I will have a radical feminist who can talk about this uh, situation. And who can give her opinion about this. In the third episode, he will come. And talk about this. Yes, I, I would. I would love to, and I'll learn some more about it because I think that a person should study the things that he's interested about, and the things that other people are interested about if he wants to have a good conversation with them. I would like to have a good conversation with everyone. I'm not a. I don't want other people to think of me as a bad person. I don't think. I don't want people to think of me as a. Uh, evil person. I don't want for people to think that I hate them just because they're the way they are. I want the people to understand that uh, I want everyone to be better. I want the world to be better. I want kind uh, kindness for everyone. I'm generally think I generally think that I'm a good guy, and I generally want it to be. A good world to live in. I want my children to be happy here. I want others people to children to be happy here. I want us to have a thriving society. And there are some ideas that for me right now I don't think that they will help our society to thrive. I don't think that they will make my children happy. I wouldn't want a daughter that is delusional, that is all um that is wrong. I don't want a person to be wrong. Uh, not any person. I don't want to argue with people. Not because, like, I'm not the kind of guy who likes to argue a lot about uh, just for the sake of arguing. I want to argue for the sake of making the world better. And I want the people who listen to the podcast know that I'm not, uh, I don't want to offend anyone. It's all my personal opinions and I've came to them through years and years of researching the topics, through years and years of asking questions and looking for answers. And I would love for a person to prove me wrong just so I can be right. We come to the end of this podcast and thank you, Timur, for giving your ideas about everything here. As I was uneducated about the conspiracy theories, I just asked questions, I didn't come with it strong points and about feminism and other things. I just ask questions in the podcast and in the next episode we'll ask same questions to the next guest. And if you wanna join to our podcast, 
feel free to contact us by email or WhatsApp. Yes. And I also thank you a lot for not only making me your special guest, your first guest, but I want to thank you for opening this podcast. Because I think that there is one resource that you can multiply uh, infinitely, almost infinitely, at, and the resource that can not uh, harm anyone if used good. Like, you can use money to harm, you can use uh, energy to harm, you can not... Uh, like you can but you shouldn't and uh, it's easier at it's unethical and the resource i'm speaking about is information i think if we would have more factual true information our world would be so much better and i thank you for calling me for asking questions for uh, letting me speak to the people who listen to us for letting me express my opinions for letting me speak the truth, and I've I've tried to speak the truth. I think I did. I think I did a good job, and I thank I couldn't thank you enough for making this podcast for calling me, and I would like to be your guest a lot more times, not just one or two. I would like to be a usual guest here because I have a lot of things to talk about, and I guess that our viewers have a lot of things they wanna learn about. So yeah. Thank you very much for thank you for coming here. See you, bro. See you.